to Popcornet, we have finally arrived, and I'm here with a new friend of mine, uh, Raul. How are you, how are you Hi, doing, man? How you doing? Uh, he's from the UK, right? Yeah, from the, from the Majesty's country herself, United Kingdom, yeah, <laughs> representing. I finally found my podcast mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, so Raul's planning on being a uh, consistent uh, guest on the show for the months to come, so we have a lot to discuss. Uh, but for this episode particularly, we're talking about Avengers Endgame. And just a heads up, guys, this is going to be a spoiler-filled review. The movie's been out for a while, so I hope you guys have had a chance to check it out. If not, please feel free to return back to this episode and check it out later. But we're going to be doing a full spoiler review. We'll be talking about our general th- thoughts, pros and cons, okay. and so much more. We're excited to get into this episode. But uh, before we get into it, I just want to get to know Raul a little bit because this is our first time. Uh, meeting so uh raul um how did you think about this movie what was your experience with this movie your first impressions oh, oh so i've been invested in the whole mcu from the start so coming to this point i'm i'm already sold um <laughs> they didn't have to they, didn't, they did not have to tell me anything other than the two words the film name and then the, the colon and what it's going to be called and i was in i was in from the start so yeah i, I was pretty much like um I remember watching the first Iron Man and the seeds of kind of Avengers when um, when Nick Fury comes at the very end of that. So yeah, so th- there wasn't much they needed to do. Um, I loved Infinity War, which I'd refer to as part one. And yeah, literally just just, just waiting for the day, just waiting for that Friday um, <laughs> for release date. That was me. I was I'm in. That's awesome, man. Um, I, I'm right there with you, man. It, it didn't take a lot to get me in there. Um, I was pretty stressed out. I was one of those guys that you saw the memes about on the internet. Um, I actually got lucky and got a ticket for Thursday night opening night, and the energy oh, in bro. the room was amazing. I mean, uh, at first, I'm getting to the point when I'm like, I wouldn't say like turn off your phone out loud, but it was like a few kids in there, you know, opening night, not really caring about uh, the movie, and I wanted to say that. But overall extremely extremely well worthy experience and i hope everybody had experience as well um i actually saw a movie for my second time on monday and it was just as good this is one of the best comic book movies i've ever seen in my life and i will put it up there it's, it's a really good film overall for fans that are not into comics as well this was a really thought out movie um the only complaints that i really heard about it so far is that the first and the second act are really really slow but I really couldn't tell. And I went back for more the second time, and I, I enjoyed it through, from beginning to end. Did you have a problem with the runtime? I, I didn't have a problem with the runtime. I think I agree with what a lot of people say with um, kind of the first two acts. Um, I almost kind of compare it when I was thinking about it more and more. It's more like Kill Bill Volume 1 versus Volume 2, mm-hmm. where Volume 1 ends at this epic battle. I think it's the Crazy 88s, right? So that whole thing happens... Spoiler alert, by the way, for that film as well. And it's quite a few years back. Uh, and then Lucy Liu, and you got the whole, you got that epic end. And then you had volume two, which was kind of um, just all the loose ends just being tied up with this incredible acting, amazing dialogue. And that kind of felt like the first two acts of this film was kind of just that. Let's kind of take this story, which was Infinity War, and now let's really kind of take that and let's put it all back together and actually piece up what's going to happen at the very end, which is you know, our, our third act. And I think that's what I thought the first two acts were. 
yeah, but slow for people who haven't been invested in the franchise so far because we go back and we see loads of. Uh, um, we'll get back into. I guess when we get spoilers more, uh, when we get to see a lot of characters who've been there in previous movies and kind of we haven't seen thus far. Um, so I love that. For me, as a kind of a fanboy, it was kind of really great fan service. And then we get into the final act, which was incredible. But yeah, I, I, I can see why people say the first two acts kind of dragged. Because it is just about two hours of kind of, I don't want to say fan service, but there's more to it than just that. But it does feel that way where, you know, uh, if you've been with us from um, Iron Man 1, if you've been with us with Cap 1, um, Thor Dark World, we, we will kind of give you all those pieces again. And I loved all of it. Yeah, I'm right here with you going back to what you said earlier about, uh, you know, people that weren't really invested into this movie. And I feel like <clears throat> um, a lot of people did go see this just for the hype, just to like hop on the bandwagon. Oh, they yeah, probably yeah. watched Infinity War and hopped into Endgame because they saw the previous movie. But this has been in the works for a decade. So I did not have a time or I didn't have a problem with them taking their time with this movie. And I honestly appreciate it more because they had a lot of cleaning up to do especially with the ending of Infinity, uh, Infinity War, with all the deaths of the other characters. So it's kind of weird to just jump into an action-packed film right after that. So it was like a lot of mourning, a lot of brood, brooding, a lot of looking themselves yeah. in the mirror yeah. for the biggest yeah. failure of their lives. They're used to saving the world all the time, and this was the biggest mistake that could happen. And it was just, how are they going to get out of this? And I honestly feel like this is the, the best movie to show these superheroes as regular people like they go through stuff too so that was a really really well thought out first and second act to me no i definitely agree i think i think what people don't realize while well, it is a comic book film but there are there are some incredible acting pieces as well uh if we're getting into kind of a bit more spoilers but like just seeing tony and his dad again just kind of having that moment which he's always yawned for that he's always wanted which is kind of evident in in the previous movies that we were all aware of even just seeing Peggy Carter through the blinds again, all those things that we, we as fans want to see, we want to see Steve Rogers with her. You, you know, we get those closures. We even get that moment where Thor talks to his mom because he knows what's going to happen to his mom. She doesn't want to know. She just gives him that kind of, just tells him what he needs to hear at that point and really helps him to get to the next level, especially with being, you know, the, the savior of Asgard. There's a lot going on that he needs and, just getting those little closures, I I love that. I think even bit where uh, Net, um, kind of older Nebula is talking to newer, ne younger Nebula, and they have that conversation about kind of change is good, and this is what will happen, and just kind of having those bits that kind of we we've seen played out uh, previously, and now just kind of getting that closure for me, it's a complete kind of twenty-two film arc really for each character. And everyone had their moment to shine, which is what I loved about it. Yeah, and while we're here, uh, we're full, fully into spoiler territory. I appreciate them so much for this trailer because I had no idea that they're going to bounce back and forth between these movies from the past. That was one of my favorite yeah. plot points in this film was just going back into the past. We live in these movies that we grew up with or experienced and just reliving them in a different light. Like That was so much fun to see them go back to like 2014, the Age of Ultron. And just yes. make jokes oh, about the whole thing. Like one of my favorite parts was uh, when Tony was making fun of uh, Captain America's u uh, uniform. He was like, "That uniform does oh, nothing yes. for your ass." That was <laughs> so funny. And just going back and seeing them like interact with the environment, like when the Hulk was 
was saw his former self and was just like sh- a shameful like oh my god i can't believe that was me like it was it, they felt so human and it was so many like parts and parts in the the film like that that you brought you back to being uh, i would say i was around like 20 maybe around that time 25 so it was just where you're at at that moment in time and just reliving it it was a really really thought out plot i really enjoyed it a lot yeah i mean avengers the first one is kind of a game changer because while we've always were, I've, I've personally been waiting for kind of Batman, Superman come together to form the Justice League and that had it happened thus far. And now Marvel actually took kind of their BC grade kind of characters, brought them on the, put them on the silver screen for us and then put them together in team. We had a team up movie and, and then seeing that again in this film and kind of seeing Professor Hulk go back and kind of smash a car purely because he has to <laughs> for that comic relief. I love the bit where he says you have to take the stairs. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's but for, for a movie that's got a lot going on, it's still got this humour in there, and then uh, it's just peppered in at the right time. And I think at the kind of the end of it, 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 the payoff is there because it's not kind of watered down with just a comedic moment. It, it's earned. By that point, it is all earned, I think, and I'm, and I'm thoroughly into it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on board. And, you know, when, when the end happens, I feel, I feel like, you know, normally you watch a film and you're like, oh, it wasn't earned. So it's kind of, I don't, I don't believe that would have happened. I don't think those events would play out. Well, there's, there's holes in the film, movie. I kind of ignore them because I feel like they've earned that throughout these films that, you know, the Russo brothers have made all these incredible movies, Winter Soldier, um, Civil War, and then these two, um, and Yumi Dupree. Uh, so their catalog of movies is amazing. So I'm just I'm down for this. Yeah, like like you said, the plot holes they're extremely ignorable. Like I didn't mind them at all. They're just fun to see like the fans and they pick about it after the movie. But I'm like overall, it was a really good experience. And the pacing was just like an on like a going out to dinner. You got your appetizer, you got your oh, en- yeah. entree, and then the ending was the dessert. Oh my god, that final battle scene has to be my favorite scene of the whole movie. Like I went back just to see. I think it was 13 minutes from beginning to end uh, from the launch of the first battle. I went back just to see that part. Like, it, was, it hit me just as hard the second time as the first time. What did you think yeah, about the final uh, scene? I, I loved it. I think uh, with Russo Brothers, you can see kind of like their, their directorial arc as well. Like in uh, Winter Soldier, you see this incredible hand-to-hand combat and you see like even Nick Fury has these amazing action sequences and it's all building up. And then you have Civil War and you have maybe the 15 minutes, the cinematic battle between these sides um, who, who are all for the, um, the, the Accords and those who are now. And you have this incredible superhero battle which you've never seen before in that airport scene. And then, you know, they take that and they made Infinity War where they have Thanos fighting all, all of our favorite superheroes all over the place. And then they condensed it into this moment where, you know, the little rings start, Doctor Strange starts bringing in every single superhero. And like, if you've been with this film franchise from the start, you're like, oh, I can't believe it. Okoye's here, Siri's here, <laughs> Black Panther's here, uh, Wong, ben- Wong is here. And you know, everyone I've ever expected to see, they all turn up. And e- even um, in the film, we-, we see the ancient one as well. So it's great because they-, they kind of show some of the previous roles people as well as all the new characters and I was half expecting to see Jane Foster come through and maybe pick up Mjolnir as well but that maybe say that for a future film but yeah it's amazing that whole it's a feast for your eyes and you, you just sit back and you just enjoy it yeah just talking about it again gets me hyped just thinking about it and like the energy and the 
theater was that that movie you have to see that in theaters to know how that oh, feels. Everybody's yeah. jumping up, cheering, rooting. It like it made you feel like you were there with your favorite superhero. It was it was an oh, incredible no experience. Yeah. I felt like I was right there, fighting with him, cheering him on, and then. Since we're here, what was the biggest emotional part of this film for you? I'm pretty sure we have oh, the same part. <laughs> no, I mean, I think there's so many. And I was, the more I think about it, there's, there's, there's maybe four or five points there's that I'm, so I was just, yeah. For me, it's when um, Cap is fighting Cap and then Cap gets up and he says to, and, and, and you know why? Because he, he, it doesn't matter what happens. Cap always gets up. It's just, it's just who is that? That I, I love that movie. I love Howard Stark and Tony Stark having that conversation, and and Tony having that closure for himself. And I think that was very important. Seeing Peggy Carr and seeing Steve Rogers, a character who I loved, and I was just like, oh, you, she's there. She's she's the love of your life, man. Mm-hmm. She's just behind that window. Just go get her. Um, even even when he was fighting Thanos and he picks up Mjolnir, I was loving that. I was like, we've already seen this in Age of Ultron. If anyone's who, who's been with the whole film franchise, you see him pick it up and it wobbles and Thor looks at it and he knows because Cap's worthy. Um, and then I think the, the two bits, uh, obviously the end, but um, the Cap's ending, I love that. And I think for me, like sitting back and watching it a second time was when... Um, John Favreau, Happy Hogan, the man who started it all kind of directorially, sitting down with Tony's daughter and she throws back and says, I'd love a cheeseburger. Oh my and God. that that line is back from kind of Iron Man when he said, I'll buy you all the cheeseburgers you ever want. And that's just, ah, oh, that's a tear to my eye that moment was because that's the, that's kind of like a, the dad moment in me as well. Put my arm around my daughter and, I, and she says something, I'll be like, yeah, of course you can have anything. And he's, and he's taking over that mantle. I think, to me, so many great bits, but that really stuck with me. And I think I only appreciated it the second time because I realized about what happened in Iron Man 1 when he asked for cheeseburgers as well. Mm. So, yeah, so many great moments here. Yeah, my biggest emotional part would have to be when uh, Tony sees uh, Peter Parker for the first time after the oh, whole the dust yeah. experience. That moment got me as hard the second time. I, I, I would literally teared up every single time that happened. and I knew it was coming and it still yeah. touched me the most and I'm tired of Tom, Tom Holland making me cry he made me cry in <laughs> Infinity War and he made me cry in Endgame it was just his he's going to be a phenomenal actor for years to oh, come he is, yeah. and just everybody walking towards Tony Stark after he snaps he, his finger with the Infinity Stones and just Pepper Potts oh, yeah. conversation Pe- with that, him like oh, that line you can rest That's, now like I'm like yeah. oh my god like it's over. Exactly. This is it. This is it. So, and then like the whole memorial at the end of the movie when everybody's there is just it was an emotional experience. Like and just thinking about it, just get me emotional. But such a good film. Such a good film. Um, what would you say the biggest difference between Infinity War and Endgame is? I think it's the payoff, right? So, um, the first, the first Infinity War is more about kind of the Thanos journey and it's the character. It's basically his film. And everyone else is kind of there for the ride and he gets what he wants and he achieves that end goal. But this is now kind of like, this is the aftermath. This is redemption for a lot of these characters. This is realizing their kind of their flaws. Look at um, uh, um, Thor in this, like he, he realized he missed. And um, when he gets the second chance, when they turn up to Titan or wherever it was, I can't remember, 
they turn up there and you know he just he just kills him straight away he doesn't even <laughs> think twice doesn't blink nothing mm-hmm. and then he's still thinking about it he's He's put on all this weight. He looks like the big Lebowski. He looks like the dude. He was amazing. He yeah. did it. Grew the hair out, everything. I loved it. Um, and look how Asgard has changed. And it's just like a little fishing, fishing village. And he's living with the consequences. And it's not until he gets that pep talk from his mom, his mom who he loved and he adored. And, you know, and we know what happens to her in that film. And just before that moment, he has that conversation with her. And I think that brings him back to the route he needs to get into. And even Nebula's character arc in previous films have led to this. And I think a lot of characters get um, redemption. Like Tony, up until this point, has, in in my eyes, hasn't. I mean, Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, but really after 3 and kind of, especially more after Age of Ultron, where he created Ultron to start off with. And then he wants to join the Accords and he's saying everyone needs to do this. And for me, he kind of was, it, it wasn't my favorite character anymore. And so, for him to get this redemption and him to create this suit of armor, as he always called, referred to it around Earth and kind of saving everyone. I think he had to make that ultimate sacrifice. And this is his, his end. And, it, and Pepper's line at the end does it hit hard, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, hard. you can finally rest because he just can't give up. Because even when he was with his daughter, his wife, and they're living a simple life and they came up to him and they talked to him about time travel, he just can't give up. He just can't just like, no, you guys do that. He just couldn't do that. So yeah, uh, it. He, I think he needed this end, but I think I loved Cap's end. Cap's end was the best because I think, uh, looking back, um, he he loved Peggy. She had two kids. She never talked about the husband and stuff. So this could potentially be him, mm-hmm. and that kind of falls into place. But yeah, oh, uh, Cap at the end when he holds when he gives over the shield as well. I was like, oh, he could have couldn't given it to anyone. Could have given it to me in the audience. Um, but yeah, I loved it. And and they are very different films where one is more kind of action-packed Infinity War and this is more kind of like it's character character each individual Avenger driven because we get to see Professor Hulk. He gets his arc. We've not even talked about we've not talked about Clint yet or um Romanoff who have an incredible kind of moment as well together. And obviously we've seen that built over in previous films about she knows his family. She knows about kind of his kids and stuff. And all of that happens to him. Those have a great moment together as well. And, and, and all the other characters who then finally come back at the end as well. It's great to see everyone come together. I think it's more, while you've got this massive action sequence at the end, it is more character driven in smaller chunks where our OG Avengers are here. Now we can see what happens to just them for the first two hours. Yeah, it was a it was a beautiful movie. And uh, my last question for you was, uh, I mean, since we've been with these characters for a decade now, we've lost some along the way. We've gained some along the way. And it looks like we're going to gain even more after this. Are you looking forward to phase four of the MCU? Or are you kind of like, eh, I'm like Iron Man's gone, Captain Man's gone? Uh, Captain America's gone. I'm about to check out. Like, are you excited mm-hmm. about the next phase? Or I was, I, I wasn't, I wasn't Team Iron Man for quite a while. So, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still invested in this MCU. Um, to see Cap go, I, I thought he would give up. I thought it's his sacrifice at the end, but it wasn't. Kind of a different kind of sacrifice. But um, as for where it's going, I mean, I saw Thor jump on with the Guardians, so that's gonna be, that's gonna be an epic you know cosmic adventure 
um, and you know, um, um, guns back on board for that. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I mean, Captain Marvel film was good. Uh, yeah, that moment where he throws Milnir with the glove, he throws it, the, and then um, he chucks Milnir, and then Spider-Man catches the glove and he oh. hands over the glove to Captain Marvel, and then you see the female Avengers come together for the first Beautiful time. So scene. in 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 Avengers one, you have the Avengers shot, which is the the five, uh, Avenge, six Avengers characters, and Josh Whedon does that spin camera around. And in Avengers two, they have something similar at the start. You know, when they're about to get to the Hydra base, and this I think was that moment where you have the the new Avengers, and I'm super excited. Like I'd love to see Siri turn up and she becomes Black Panther in the end of Black Panther two. You know, open up that. You know. There's, there's loads of characters who can still come in. You can still have your Black Widow movie. I still have um, Squirrel Girl. Why not chuck her in there? There's, there's um, Rui Williams could be the next Iron Man. There's so many characters who can still be part of this. Um, Doctor Strange, he can easily have another sequel. Black Panther did incredibly well with his first film. So I'd love to see T'Challa somehow bring back Eric Killmonger. I don't know how. But somehow do it. Uh, even Ulysses Claude was amazing in that as well. So in terms of where they can go next, I think Phase Four still, for me personally, I'm still invested. I'm still down for it. Obviously, there won't be an Avengers event like this ever again, where you've invested 22 movies to get to the end of kind of that arc. I don't think there'll ever be a film like this, which be this anticipated and this epic. Yeah, I think um, of, it, I think as terms like you said with events, I think that may be the last time we see something this huge. It may be micro events, like you said, like crossovers yeah. with Thor, with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, they may be facing like somebody, f- like a villain, like that. But as far as like taking ten years to get to an end goal, I think that's out of the realm of possibilities. Uh, especially with them having to introduce the X Men, uh, Fantastic Four. Uh, I've heard rumors about the internals. Uh, they're also also introducing the first Asian uh, male lead character, and I think his name is Shang Tsung or something like yeah. that. And um, as far as being invested in, in MCU, I'm right there with you. I'm even more invested now because when I first saw the Iron Man movie so many years ago, I really wasn't an Iron Man fan at all. And towards the end, I'm crying over his death. Like that's yeah the yeah. beauty of this whole MCU is like. Uh, they did the same thing with the Guardians when they introduced the Guardians. I had no idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy was. I'm like, Chris Pratt's in it. It's maybe good, and I'm attached to these characters now. It's, it's like The way that they changed my idea of a comic book movie being this huge, uh, like, the sky's the limit for the MCU, and I'm even more excited to see the ways that they pivot out of the two main stars of the MCU from Captain America and Iron Man and who who's gonna take the mantle now? Like it's up for grabs. Is is to be the leader of the Avengers? So uh, I think that's gonna be Captain Marvel, right? Yeah, that's what, um, that's what I've heard. Because when when there's the funeral pan out and we see all the various characters right at the very end stood by herself as Captain Marvel mm-hmm. before Nick Fury comes into that final shot. So I I assume the way they kind of showed all the other characters, she's gonna lead the new age Avengers. Um, but yeah, I can't see an event being this big, even if they do some like secret wars or something. Um, because you're right about Iron Man, like we were invested from movie one, but I think Cap slowly became my favorite. Like his first film was fine, but Winter Soldier was <laughs> yeah. incredible. Like to me, 
that's that's when Cap overtook like that trilogy of films. Like first one was good, Winter Soldier was amazing, and then Civil War was incredible. So you have this trilogy when Iron Man's first film was just out of this world. It was it, just, it was the best thing ever for a superhero kind of origin film. It was incredible, and then I think two and three kind of aren't as good. And so kind of as a trilogy, I was more invested in the Cap trilogy by the end of it, which is so weird. Well, Iron Man was still my OG, and he's the man who started it all, and he's that he's still witty in this. He still had all the Iron Man charm. And Robert Downey Jr. just does that so effortlessly. And yeah, I can't see... I mean, the new characters like even Falcon or Bucky, that's, I can't see them having the same charisma as those guys. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see how they do it, but I think they'll have to do joint characters. I don't think they've got enough solo characters like they had before they've still got black panther they've got spider-man uh, they've got doctor strange captain marvel but i think the others have to team up to kind of make make me kind of interested again yeah i totally agree with you and they also have like the spin-off series that's going to hit the new uh disney streaming service uh yeah loki plus they have a hawkeye series coming out um and since uh loki stole the tesseract he has a yeah. series as well and i'm pretty sure they're going to follow him bouncing in and out of universes with Tesseract and how does that affect the whole multiple timelines? You know what I mean? We may see some cool stuff with that. There's so much more to look forward to and I'm I'm all in and I'm probably going to sub- subscribe to the Disney Plus uh, service now just to see what's going on because supposedly, uh, I know they tried it with Sh- the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to keep it tied into the MCU but with these Disney uh, spinoff series, they're committed to keeping those intact with the MCU. So you would have to get, you know, the access to that to know what's going on when you see those same characters on the big screen. It may be like a few jokes here and there that only people that watch the show would get. So that that's pretty cool as well, too. So I'm all, I'm all in about that. I mean, if Kevin Feige is sitting on top of all of that, definitely. I think I think I agree with you. Like when they did the, I loved the first season of Daredevil. I loved the first season of, um, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, I liked the first half. I uh, did not like Iron Fist, but none of them were part of the kind of global MCU films, which was a disappointment because Daredevil was so good, the first one. And if they could, if they can get Kevin Feige to sit on top of it all and say, oh my this God. franchise is going to be part of this, yeah, somehow just get it all in because a small screen, um, Loki, Scarlet Witch film would be amazing. Two random characters just going off on an adventure. Why not? It'd be incredible. Yeah, man. So much to look forward to. But uh, I guess we'll wrap the pot up there. We talked a lot about Avengers Endgame, and I got to know Raul. He's a really cool guy. He's definitely going to be on more episodes to come. Um, Raul, you want to say anything to the listeners before we get out of here? Um, just, just listen more to our podcast. What can I say? Uh, if I, I'd say if you love it, hit, hit us up with a five-star. Tell a friend. Uh, if you didn't like it, just stop listening. There you go. Don't put any hate out there. <laughs> don't put any hate out there. That's all I'm saying. There you go, man. 2019. We don't need all that hate, man. Once again, guys, welcome back to PopcornNet. We're going to be back on a more consistent basis, talking about all the movies and TV shows and pop culture that's out there in 2019. Once again, five-star reviews is only acceptable on Apple and uh, wherever yeah. you get your pots. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Peace.